for common sense. The Popper Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to our maiden voyage of the new premiere Popper Podcast titled Common Sense. Subtitled, A Journey to Nowhere. Uh, We're your hosts, Pearson and... Ryan. I could be called many things, so... <laughs> and may change my name and throughout this <laughs> series. I don't know. I've had so many nicknames over the years. May even grow out some mutton chops throughout the series. I don't know. Anywho, <laughs> we're here to be your source for all things popper. And what we mean by that is when you, um, you're you at work and you're getting, you're getting ready to go to a local game store event and play your popper deck amongst the many that you have to choose from, perhaps, which do you choose? Or, say you're the new player, like my host with me, Pearson, uh, is also a new player. Say you have a limited collection, and you want to build a top-tier popper deck and go competitively compete at your local game store or on Magic the Gathering online. Or on Arena, although Arena is more the standard for popper these days with no old cards on the... I don't play Arena. You, you don't play Arena. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I only laugh because we live together and <laughs> I know he knows that. But Well, you no, guys don't know that. I don't play Magic Arena. Um, I think... Is that what that guy was playing that we saw? Okay. Yeah, so we have... Or I have seen someone play it. Anyway, so we are here. We are designating this show as as a all things popper series, where we will discuss all sorts of topics. Uh, but the main goal is for you guys out there grinding every week, and you have very limited time, and so we're not trying to waste it, blathering on and on and on. We want you to know we're going to try to get right to the point for you, at least within the first five to ten minutes, and let you know what the best deck to play this week at your local tournament is. That was a burning question for me about a year ago when I had the idea to start a popper podcast. And at first, I searched, and I searched. And I didn't find any popper podcasts. And I was under the impression that if I wanted to hear a popper podcast, I would have to hear my own self talking to get one. I had found some popper podcasts. All are created about equally. And that is all I'm going to say there. However, I do prefer some amongst others. And there are many that came and went and didn't come back. But that is all I'm going to say about that, because that is not important, and that is not something you, the listener, cares about. And I'm going to try my hardest and my damnedest to talk only about what matters to you, my dear buddy who's sitting there 
maybe perhaps peeling paint off walls or I don't know, maybe just working on some crafts or painting or doing something with your hands and you got you got ears to listen to words driving. and you want to think perhaps you're driving either way you want to think about popper and you want to know what is hot this week what deck is going to popular really beat everyone else i mean what's what's the top rock deck what's the top scissors deck what's the top paper deck what's the top deck that trumps all three of them that's what we're going to answer, hopefully, with this podcast. So then I can stop asking myself every week, what deck should I play at my local game store this week? We're going to help you guys come to that conclusion. We're also here to cover um, every week's results. We're going to start doing that. We're going to cover every set. We're going to review each and every popper card available throughout history here on this series. And that is a very long and tedious goal, but we will begin to do that. But not in our maiden voyage. Tonight we're having a good time. We're hanging out with you. We're hoping that you are having a good time listening to us. We want lots of feedback. We're here to to mold ourselves to what you're looking for. But if you're anything like I was a year ago, you're looking for solid decks, solid ideas, good combos, uh, rogues, rogues ideas. Maybe we should have called this series Rogue Brews. I don't know. Because we're going to do some rogue brewing with you guys also. So uh, I'm going to ask you... um, some questions and you can ask me some questions so that our viewers and listeners can get to know us. Alrighty. So of all the decks you've played Pierce against Pearson in tournaments at the Magic Fest that you got to play this year, what was the what is your that sticks out in your mind as like the number one toughest deck that you've played against in Popper, which is all we've played this year, by the way? Um, I would say, well, I really didn't like, um, uh, what's it called, Boros for a while there. Might have just been because the player playing it at the local game store was really good with it, and I always lost against him. But, um, so that was for a little while there, but then that kind of fell out, and I think, I don't know, I've seen some, like, Tron reanimator decks that were really good and just tough to play against. Tron Um, reanimator? Are you talking about two separate decks or one deck? No, one deck. There was a Tron reanimator deck? Yeah. You played against the Tron reanimator? Are you talking about the Professor's recent deck? No, I'm talking about at the Tampa Magic Fest that we went to. I played against the Tron reanimator, and it was pretty badass. How Um, did I miss that? Well, mm -hmm. that's what this good podcast is going to do for us as a couple of podcasters. (laughs) But uh, let's see here. Hmm. And then besides that, I just wanted to give an honorable mention to Elves, because that can be real tough for me to play against, um, and I just, it stress, it 
It frustrates me to play against sometimes. So then if I hear you correctly, what you're basically saying meta deck wise is that your top three hated your top three decks you hate are Boros, Tron, and Elves. Now if I was gonna ask myself to pick three decks that I hate on um, to play against that would be a tough question because I've been playing uh, competitive magic at the local game store every week for about a year. Solid. And the meta has been pretty flexible. Uh, but overall, I would say Affinity was pretty bad when I started, but then kind of died out. Yeah, I'm not scared of Affinity anymore. I mean, yeah. Uh, so with that being said, I just want to honorably mention that first, because at first when I got into this format, I hated Affinity. And Tron was pretty bad too. Monoblue Delver was the worst, though, really. So... But those uh, with recent bannings and everything new, now it's kind of anybody's game, and it's tough. So it makes our question and our answer in this series a lot tougher, with 689 new cards added to the format this year alone. Um, that's not including last year's downshifts and UMA and everything else. Uh so now uh, that I've mentioned Affinity Tron and Mono Blue Delver previous to Blue Monday bannings, what I'd like to say now is that the worst three decks out there are Arkham's Astrolabe, Arkham's Astrolabe, and Arkham's Astrolabe. I'm just kidding. But uh, no, probably Tron and. Um, oh, gee, I don't know. I uh, I've kind of been out. Uh, I haven't gone to the local game store in three weeks, uh, so there's spicy stuff going on uh, here these these days. There's goblins actually goblins. Okay, I'd say Tron right now. Goblins is a problem. Tron is a problem, and I don't know why Acid Trip hasn't shown up to this party yet. But I mean, we had the unification. Everybody's kind of going nuts. It seems like Acid Trip might. Do well with all Mystic Remora and Merchant Scroll and all those new cards that got added. We're going to go over those cards, by the way. We may have to do that on our our side side channel, which is uh, our our mainstay on YouTube. But we're trying to we're moving away from the the name and also not so much. We're not leaving it behind or in the dust or anything. We're still going to use that name. Uh, we're not going to mention it yet. We haven't decided how closely we want to be affiliated with it oh if well, but we're gonna post this on the page on youtube <laughs> later i'm sure so whatever um you guys for those of you who are already subscribed to the youtube then uh you're like what the hell then Why you already you? know and that's that's chill you guys are friends since day one all right so let's move on to the next question or next topic you want to talk about uh, well, I mean, this is our maiden voyage. I wanted uh, our audience to kind of get affiliated with us um, so that they kind of understand <laughs> our come-froms and our ideas about the format and such. But our my main thing is, like, I've listened to lots of other podcasts. I've listened to lots of other YouTubers. And none of these guys, with all, I have nothing but respect and everything for these guys. Um, Wedge was one of the top greats. He was like the first internet, YouTube, Magic the Gathering sensational thing that happened. 
And then after that, the kind of the, you know, uh, the floodgates opened up, and everybody else came wandering in. And here we all are. Uh, however, uh, where I want to stand apart is I'm strictly popper because I am not trying to spend thousands of dollars on decks, and I do want to play competitively. And I don't think that it's fair that uh, you know even standard is you get priced out if you're trying to play competitive magic stand or you can do, go do draft but i mean yeah we're we're not trying to spend a fortune on our hobby you, over here well and even dra- with draft you have to do a lot of sub a lot of research and a lot of a lot of practice a lot of figuring out what's what like what works together synergy and all that but i digress on that um, I want to talk about all kinds of things, but mainly what I want to do is introduce you guys to this series so you know what you're going to get out of it when you listen to episode two through 100 million thousand episodes. I'm not sure how far this is going to go. I mean, we've seen a lot of good popper content creators go this year, uh, but maybe they'll come back, but you know, I, I don't want to... Yeah, I'm not here to fill the void that they left. There are some great. There. there were some pretty good ones that yeah left the void, and and we're trying to fill that gap now. Um, and we're not, you know, I'm trying to be humble about this. I'm not saying that we're, you know, we know everything. We're we're just a couple of people with opinions, like everyone else out there, YouTubing and podbeaming. Well, let me ask you this. We just talked about what decks we're most scared to see or scared to play against. What What are some of your favorite decks to play right now? Post-ban, all that, of course. You mean what do I enjoy playing? Yes, that's what I said. What are some of your favorite decks to play right now, currently? Because I know, you know that changes up a lot for people. I really like Goblin Storm, um, or Goblins in general. Uh... I don't have Mud Brawl or Cohort, though. It's impossible to get. But, yeah, I mean, I could do the regular Goblin thing, but I really like the Storm version of Goblins better. It's a lot more fun. Regular Goblins seems just kind of... I was never a fan of aggro. If I'm going to play something for fun, I like Control. Um, So I do kind of like Tron, but I like doing my own... I like to tinker with it and not do the... I'm I'm actually got into this format so I could homebrew and and I really don't I'm not a fan of net decks and my f- best friends really hate net decks. They think that net decks are kind of just you're cheating basically or you're you're ruining the game. If you if you net deck, you're ruining the game, okay? There, I said it for my friends. Uh, but yeah, if you're a net decker, you're just ruining the format. Go home and build something with your own brain and stop taking everybody else's ideas. That's called plagiarism, right? I mean, we're, we're raised in a system that's like, hey, you gotta come up with your own original idea. And then, well, no, not really. You can just go and copy lists on the internet. And I get that, and that's great. And you know what? You actually have to do that to appreciate to, to be able to appreciate what's going on in the format, you do have to go and play and build all the top decks. And then once you do, and you've built up your collection and you've got all the staples, 
then you can really brew. Before that, you just being ignorant to everything that's going on is not going to be uh, conducive to winning, at least. I mean, yeah, you'll have a good time, and yeah, maybe you could play for three years like that, and then discover that hey, I got to look out for people with Tron lands. I got to look out for people that play artifacts. Like I got to look out for people that play a lot of enchantments. Well, I feel. <clears throat> So I agree with you. I mean, that's how I used to feel about it at first. Um, but, you know, not to ostracize people who play their net decks and stuff. That's fine, and I get it, and I've totally done that. I mean, I'm I'm pretty new to Magic in general, but um, we do, me and Ryan will build net decks and then test some homebrews that he's made up against them, and that's always helpful. Um but yeah, I think we can all agree it's always more fun to see like some new, fresh homebrew deck and look at Oops All Instance. That that came out of nowhere at the GPLA, the the invitational event that landed one popper player, one lucky popper player got to go to the and be invited. I don't who knows if they actually even went, but they were, I didn't follow up on that. Actually, that would be something we should follow up and, and report to you guys and maybe next episode. But anyway. Somebody won the GPLA and got invited to go play the London uh, Mythic Championship, where I think the um, they had to play standard or modern or something like that. Like that kind of sucks for them, boo, you know. But like whatever, <laughs> especially if they're somebody like me. Like I don't have a large collection of rares and uncommons. Actually, funny story. We both got into this format kind of because. Um, well, Pearson lost a lot of her luggage and most of, uh, well, two-thirds of her collection. Well, actually, I don't know. I guess more like a fifth of her collection, because when you get a pack of cards, like, only a fifth of them are uncommon and rare or something like that. I don't know. Not a large portion of the pack is, is, uh, you know, just commons, but, uh. Yeah, anyway, she lost her luggage, and all that she had with her was her uncommons and rares. Uh, she'd left all her common cards. So then, yeah, they were they flew to London and possibly played modern or standard or something like that. Um, that costs a lot of money. So if they're anybody like you or I, then they probably just were like, well, that's neat. I mean, the guy that played Boggles won, so... But whatever, anyway... Um, we got into this format actually because Pearson was traveling across the country and was uh, in a precarious situation where she had to put all of her luggage on a bus and ended up losing most of my cards, my rares, and my uncommons. So her own luggage. So if you wanted guys to like donate because that was a <laughs> tragic situation that we still haven't recovered from technically as magic players, as a couple of magic players. Uh, you know, it kind of sucks when your friend uh, or partner or girlfriend or lover or whatever loses <laughs> like two thirds of her collection, basically. All of her rares and uncommons. Let's let's not say two thirds because, like, really, those are the cards that matter when you're playing like regular Magic and you're like thinking about maybe playing Standard and stuff. It kind of sucks. And so for a while there, she wanted to give up playing Magic altogether. 
Like, I mean, I think I would probably would have been there too. Like, fuck it. Like, uh, uh, yeah. I also lost my Doretti Commander deck, so if you're a kind, sweet angel and want to send a Doretti uh, <laughs> Commander deck my way, I yeah, would, get in touch I with I would us. love that. <laughs> that would be awesome. Because uh, that was fun to play, and I've, I haven't played Commander in, like, years. Hmm. But, uh... Anywho, we're not trying to focus on the neg. Uh, we just were trying to go into like what kind of got it directed us to Popper as a format. Like I had always been like, you know, it'd be great to play competitive Magic, but damn, it's real expensive. Like five hundred bucks for a standard deck, a thousand dollars for a modern deck, like five thousand dollars for a legacy deck or more. I mean, twenty twenty grand to play a vintage deck. Give me a break. Like that's not a playable format. Unless you're just like a, I don't know, a bank, <laughs> or you you own a bank. <laughs> yeah, ain't nobody got time. Or you're a landlord, I guess. <laughs> a lord of the land, mm. or a lady of the land. Anywho, uh, so we got lots of quirky stuff to talk about. Lots of we're gonna talk about turn sequences, and we're gonna go over decks. Like we're gonna have just like a whole daggone podcast. About how to play bogles or elves. We're gonna have or tortured existence. Yeah, we're gonna have podcasts where you know. All right, this is a good opening hand. All right, let's see another opening hand. Now this one's mulliganable, and so that you guys can go through it and like know, yeah, like if you're playing sure. this deck, this is how you play it. And but the thing is, is we're gonna focus on the like top like three to five decks that everybody that listens to us should actually be playing. Um, however, one thing I did want to throw out there that I've learned, uh, over the last year of playing this format is that you want to focus really on playing on like one to three decks. You really don't want to stretch out too far, um, because I can sit down and play with Pearson, a a net deck that I just built and I can kind of get the idea behind the deck, but I'm not going to know what, like, without any sort of experience, I'm going to need to play probably at least three to five games before I start to really get the synergy going on. Um, and, and and the thing is, is, is playing a deck is a personal experience. You're going to play... I've played net decks. Like, I have a Freed from the Real net deck. And it uses a Giga Drowse in there. And not once did I ever find that card useful. And so, for me personally, I would cut that deck, that card out of the deck entirely. Even though a lot of lists that run Wins into Con and, and uh, Freed from the Real... Well, obviously, that would be the main piece of the deck, but... It, Either way, that build, that version of that build of that combo deck, I wouldn't play with Giga Drowse. That's just my personal opinion. And maybe I haven't played enough against other net decks to realize where that card has value. But main deck doesn't feel like it has a lot of value to me. I just never ended up needing it. Yep. Definitely helps to play with the deck a few times. Get to know it, get to know the right moves, be quicker with it, etc. And I've 
I've switched up decks a lot, and I've lost a lot. My, um... I've won a, uh, at the local game store. Uh, I've won with Affinity. I've won with Infect. And I've won with... Blue, Red, uh, Control, not Scred. It was more of a weird little thing. Uh, would think twice and exclude and... I can't even remember what the red aspect of the deck even was. Landing bolt? Burn? <laughs> no, I don't think it was burn, but it doesn't matter. It just... It was too slow. That's another problem. When you play competitive magic, and you've been... Like, a lot of you guys, I would imagine, are coming from the casual realm to the competitive realm. Because you've said to yourself for years, like I did, Hey, you know, I want to play competitive magic, but it's just not doable. You can't... Spend that kind of money to play Magic. Well, now you can. And you... There's room to grow. This format is is in its infancy. Even though it's been around since about New World Order time. It's basically in its infancy. We just got legitimate um, this year. So now, more than ever, things are going to start growing. The prices are going to start rising. Um, Get your lightning bolts now. Yeah. And your counter spells and everything in between. Battle Screech. I mean, I could talk for days. Uh, like, three cards right now that you should definitely go and buy that just were printed in Modern Horizons. Or actually, uh, well, the top three from Modern Horizons, because that's that's more of an eternal format s- set than uh, Magic 2020. But Crypt Rats, Battle Screech, Spore Frog. All very, very legitimate buys for a quarter right now. Um, before Modern Masters spoiled, you couldn't get a Spore Frog for less than like three or four bucks. Heavy play, probably. Battle Screech, same thing. Crypt Rats, same thing. And luckily, they've reprinted them. But how long will they stay at a quarter? Only time will tell. And the demand's going to get higher as time moves forward. So then, and a good fourth. Mention from um, Modern Horizons would be Arkham's Astrolabe, which and Ephemerate. <laughs> Those two cards are taking over the format by Storm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then of course we couldn't say Storm without mentioning Weather of the Storm. That is also a really good card. Now more than ever, it seems like Infect has a better chance of winning um, a lot of these b- matches with Life Gain being a strategy that's becoming more and more popular. I mean, what do you do when your opponent has 45 life? Uh, do you hit him for uh, 7 Infect Shadow, maybe? Uh, that seems like a really good plan. Uh, goblin Grenade <laughs> or Corrupt? You can't Goblin Grenade a 44 life. That's going to take forever. There's only yeah. If you only have 4 Goblin Grenades, unless you're using Feldon's Cane to like kind of recurs, recursion. See, there's a lot of good strategies that are coming out now with the... I just came up with a black-green, uh, like, Swamps Matter kind of deck. And it's it's sweet. It's I know it's not top tier, but it's fun. And it's a good experiment in, in learning more about this format. See, there are people out there that just trust that the, the pros have mastered and figured out the rest of the format for all of us. Like, 
oh, there's new cards that came out. Nobody's using them. They're probably not that good. Wrong. You just haven't figured out how to use them. And you shouldn't just depend on the weekly MTGO final rounds or top eight or whatever. The, the winners of this week's Magic the Gathering Online event aren't necessarily, they haven't figured out this format. And if everything, say, if like Magic Wizards of the Coast, Hasbro, if Hasbro went bankrupt and stopped printing Magic the Gathering completely, shut off the online stuff, you know, no more online magic, no more cards for you guys, sorry, that's why I play physical magic. Hey, but I could, a house fire could definitely do the same thing to me too, I guess. But yeah. either way, if Hasbro shut down, they stopped printing the format, the, the cards and everything, it would take five years probably for anybody to figure out any format that's uh, that rotates like standard uh, things would shift and it would go back and forth for a while without bannings and all that crap I mean it would take probably a solid five years before we could figure out the format that would be a neat uh, actually if I was going to create a, a format which I've been thinking about creating a format since I saw tiny leaders come and go and I thought oh I'll just create a format where we play only common cards and we'll call it common grounds and maybe I should have named this podcast that, but, you know, it's common sense is, isn't common anymore, as I was saying. But anyway, if I was going to create a format, I would, maybe that's a good idea, like create a format where nothing new can be added to it at all, ever again. You just, it's a card pull, and there's only this many cards in the card pull, and Wizards of the Coast can't take any cards out of it or put any cards in it. There's just 7,000 cards. There you go. That's a format. Figure it out. Go off. Right? That seems like that would be a lot, a lot of fun, actually. It would be lot. called In the Box. Hmm. Just kidding. Just but throwing anyway. that out there. Well, anyway, uh, that was just a random idea I had talking about. All these th- thoughts that have been culminating over the last year and a half for me. Um, but let's move away from me just rummaging through the thoughts that I've had uh, about what this actually would turn out to be when I first envisioned it over a year ago. And direct the spotlight over to you, Pearson, and ask you some... Let's do some Q&A with you so people can be more associated with who you are as a Magic the Gathering player. So, why don't you start off by telling us all what set you started playing Magic the Gathering at. What what set was this on sale when you started playing Magic the Gathering? Um, I started playing with Magic 2014 and pretty much started buying booster packs around um, Dragon's was Cons or Dragons of Tarkir first? Cons. Okay, so Cons of Tarkir. So, super new to it. Um, but, I don't know. Just kind of came into Magic the Gathering after I graduated high school and stuff. And, uh, yeah, been playing ever since, like, 2014, really. Well, what style of decks, or what did you play, mainly? When you started playing, did you just build your own decks? Did you have people build decks for you and play those? I would get the... Um, I would just get, like, the commander deck, that, like a commander deck, or um, 
I was getting some like dual decks at the time with the person I would play magic with. <laughs> you. <laughs> um, Ryan builds a lot of decks because he's been playing like almost since I was born. So a lot of times, you know, I'll play his his decks, your decks. <laughs> and um, besides that, I've been slowly but surely building up my popper collection and buying cards and, you know, getting into eventually making my own decks and doing that stuff. So, With that, uh, would you suggest that the Tortured Existence deck, the Golgari version of it, would you say that the cost of four Tortured Existence, four Battlefield Scrounger, uh, you know, I, what else is in there? Like a battle? Golgari Brownscale. Oh, Golgari Brownscale is what I meant to say, not Battlefield Scrounger. Um, I mean, that deck is pretty cheap. I mean, there's nothing in there that's really costly, right? I mean,. Vessel of Nascency, all the other cards are pretty cheap, and it's a good deck. It's a really good deck. Once you learn it, like, that, the only thing that's killer about that deck is the time, uh, because you can spend a lot of time looking at your options and deciding what you're going to do next. Yeah, or if someone somehow, like, bajuka-bogged me or played Relic of Progenitus, right? Or Tormod's um, Crypt, or Crypt Incursion. Yeah, if they had some, like, graveyard removal, I'd be kind of screwed. I don't know. Just depends. But, um, that one's still kind of fun, just because of the whole, like, oh, you're making me sack a creature, I'm blocking and my creature's dying. Okay, cool. Whatever, they'll be back next turn, or whenever I need them. <laughs> yeah. And Tron, I mean, Tron can deal with that game two and three, but most Tron decks aren't going to have any sort of answer to that effect to where game one is could be either or's game or it could just end up being a fold of a draw or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, um... So, we're not trying to get too hefty-defty into the subject matter of the channel this week because we've just been flirting with doing a first episode now for, uh, I don't know, like how long ago, we, I guess a we, while, it's, I uh, a week, like... at least, at least a week, just since we created this pod bean, it's been sitting in, in lieu for a week <laughs> now and we just couldn't take it anymore, we had to make one. Um, but we don't really have a lot for you tonight. We could talk about the results of the last MTGO matches. And there are some interesting decks coming out, like with Snowgo and Wonderwall and things like that. Uh, and we'll get into those decks maybe in the coming weeks. Um, and yeah, there's... A whole slew of things we're going to talk about here coming up. And don't mark our words on everything that we've said previous. But I think we're pretty much at the end of our rope here for the night. And we didn't want to make this overly lengthy and just talk about fluff all night. Yep. So we're going to cut it to, to the 36 minute here pretty much and say 
Thank you for listening, and good night. It was wonderful meeting you, wizards, and we'll see you next time.